Genesis House and the Friends in Recovery podcast are proud to bring you Answering the Call, the first responder podcast. Join your hosts, Mike the Podfather and Jersey Ed, as they address the real issues in health and wellness for first responders. From physical and mental health to relationships and work-life balance, we leave no stone unturned. Answering the Call, the first responder podcast is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube, as well as iHeartRadio. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Now, here are your friends in recovery answering the call. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Answering the Call, the first responders podcast. I'm Mike Miles, the podfather, and I'm here with... Jersey Egg, guys. How's it going? Jersey and Skyler, and it's noontime. Skyler. Skyler. I put your <laughs> name up there. Time. Noontime with Sky. I put it up there for you, Sky. Is that right? Perfect. Good. Love it. And we have a special guest today, I guess, huh? I think so. Uh, Dan, Dan DeGrace. He'll yes. be, we'll be bringing on here in a second. We just got to do some senseless talking here to, to yeah, keep well, our, uh, our not stuff so much going senseless. We just got to give out some, give out some phone numbers and information. That's it. That's it. So guys, if you want to get a hold of us, yeah, absolutely. If you want to get a hold of us, um, you, you can call us at 617-379-1163. That's 617-379-1163 or email us at help at friendsandrecoverypodcast.com. And um, that's the best way to get a hold of this. Podfather, real quick, I want to, um, Skylar um, came on. You were absent, I think, last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, if you scroll yeah. back to a couple of shows, to listen to Skylar and I, two, uh, two convicts doing a uh, cop show. We were answering the call for you, Podfather. Right. But, um, I appreciate it. I was laid up. <laughs> he was, he was. And then he, uh, then Podfather and I had a talk and I said, Skylar's pretty good, man. She added a lot to the show and Podfather agreed with me. So I think this might be the first week you doing the show with us. Correct, Sky? As no, far no, as all of us? No, no, no all no, of us, yeah. Yeah, maybe for the AT, answer on the call, yes. I for guess ATC, right. yeah, yeah, for ATC. Right, so right, yeah, right. not FIR. Sponsored, yeah, yeah. sponsored by FirstNet. Built, Built by, by AT&T. AT&T. That's right. <laughs> we have That's to get right. that in and, there, guys. <laughs> but, you know, it's real important. And, you know, the more I watch that commercial, the more I realize that what an important oh. element FirstNet brings to EMS, police, fire. I mean, I guess Chicago firefighter. I mean, you can't get much busier than that, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I just think it's amazing. And, and yeah. now it's, it's like yeah. when, when you buy a car, you think nobody else has that car till you buy one. Then everywhere you look, you yep. see the car. Well, yeah. Now everywhere I look, I see FirstNet. Yes. AT&T. I know. I know. Really Thank you guys. Proud for to be doing us. this. Proud yeah. to be doing this. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, guys, we do have uh, Dan DeGrace on. He is a Chicago firefighter department, a uh, firefighter, uh, retired. And now he's, uh, he's working with Rosecrans. He, he's, um, he has a, an amazing career. Uh, he has his deg- bachelor's degree in psychology. Um, he, he works for Rosecrans, their Florian program. Just an amazing background that Dan has. Dan and I met um, years ago, probably 20 years ago. We're not that old. So what, we were like 25 when we met Good. Dan, 20, 21 when we met. And, uh, um, you know, Dan and I always stayed in touch. And when we started our first responders program, at um, Genesis House, Dan was sending us um, some firefighters from Chicago um, before he did. Before he went on to the Rosecrans, and um, you know, him and I, we go a long way back. And and Dan is right up there helping firefighters, um, hands down. Um, this this second career that he has is just just an amazing career. And uh, and Rosecrans couldn't get a better 
better um, director of their program for their Florian program than, than Dan DeGrace. Dan DeGrace, welcome to the show. Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, thanks, Ed. Uh, well, I'm thinking about your name. So Podfather, Jersey Ed, and Skyler, I said, I don't know what. There you go. Name. Very good. I got, I got my name up there and I'm like, oh, man, that's boring. So, <laughs> I need a name. I, I got to get an alias. quiz you at the end of the show. So. <laughs> a little quiz at the end. All right. I, I, do, have a, I do have a few alias, aliases, uh, but we don't have time for that. But, uh, yeah. that's, a, that's a different show. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, yeah, we. I was thinking back, and actually, I kind of remembered it was at the at the pool after the conference out in Vegas. And uh, don't take offense to it, but I might have been hitting on you. As I was. I was. I was noticing the uh, tattoos that you had. Oh uh, like, yeah. Ah, let me just have a conversation with a guy. Say, and say. Well, something must have. Something must have worked because he has Dan D tattooed it on his left shoulder. <laughs> we finally meet him. him. We finally meet him. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that was a, yeah, that's where we first met at the pool at the and nothing ever went. He was never back at my room, guys. Yeah, I swear. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Hey, what happens no. in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's we right. That's we, right. We don't want to know. So, Dan, yeah. you uh, you got quite an extensive career. Um, when, when, tell us about it. Tell us about day one. In the fire, uh, firefighters academy, up to where you are. <laughs> yeah, so I always laugh because if if I if people do have an extensive career, that means that they're older. Yeah, and you know we, we go back into our career and think, oh, I just want to do this, this, and this. And some people have asked me how I got to where I was at, and I said, well, fifty-six years. Um, Great. Well, one of the reasons I got into fire service is because the FBI, the Secret Service, CIA, and the state police didn't want me. So I uh, became a Chicago firefighter, and it, it couldn't be better. My dad was a cop uh, for 32 years in Chicago, heard all the stories. He didn't want me to become a Chicago cop just because whatever you see on TV, uh, it, it's worse. I bet. And he worked in a lot of the gang crime and organized crime and, um, you know, I, I'll just say anybody that, I mean, people live in it, people work in certain areas of the, of the country, and uh, there's a certain mystique about uh, Chicago, and it's, sure. it's, it's true, but fire service has been great to me. I've been in, in, I retired last November, spent 30 years in there, started when I was 24, uh, uh, but what I'll say with that is it definitely changed me. What I started to do before that was uh, counseling. I started in 1986 when I graduated uh, college, thinking I was going to get into business, and um, I ended up finding myself counseling adolescents that were 13 to 18 with behavioral uh, disorders. Sure. And uh, the great thing about that is that got me prepared to raise a, a family of four. Right. Uh, my wife also has a, a master's in child and family therapy, so that gave us a great education. But uh, no, I've been in behavioral health for 34 years, uh, really my entire life, because my dad, who passed away a couple of years ago, was in recovery both for uh, alcohol and uh, dealing with bipolar disorder, and his father was an alcoholic. So I, I mean, I got a lifetime of experience. I'm not an expert. I certainly would say I, I have an area of concentration, and uh, besides all my other experience, what led me to, um, well, one of the things that I did besides the firefighting and worked my way up uh, through the ranks and becoming a lieutenant, a captain, and a chief, and uh, 
was working with the union's EAP program that covered 8,000 active and retired members, uh, plus their spouses and their family. So it's a, it's a pretty ominous task. Uh, that really is what exposed me to a lot of the things that challenges that firefighters and other first responders have to deal with besides my own career. And the one thing that I was not expecting back in 2008, 2009, 2010 was we had a, uh, a cluster of suicides and uh, we had 11 and two and a half years wow. of active and retired members. Uh, that got me to do some research. Uh, I've worked with the Illinois Fire Service Institute here in Illinois. I've worked with the National Council for Behavioral Health on their Fire and EMS Mental Health First Aid Program. I've worked with the NFFF, the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation. And I've also worked with um, the IFF uh, on their initiative to develop a peer support program and a few others, but I won't bore the heck out of you guys. But uh, what's cool is that growing up in an alcoholic family and then working with alcoholics and family members and affected people, uh, we know that there's an issue out there and we know there's a stigma out there. So my biggest thing in regards to when we ex experienced the suicides was I realized that we were different. And so back then in 2010, I researched peer support. Uh, I researched uh, first responder programs. And in, with the internet, I only came up with a very few mm. responses in regards to first responder peer support and a few first responder programs. Mm -hmm. And for police, fortunately, the police were involved in that, but not fire. Right. And so that made me then look into, well, what should we do for fire? And, I, and, there, and there's EMS, there's nurses, there's dispatchers, there's correction workers. So bottom line is I reached out to a couple of different organizations, ended up talking to Phil Eaton, who just retired after 50 years in the field and 35 as a CEO of Rosecrans. And talk to them about starting a program specific for firefighters and paramedics, because that's who I was. We started that in 2014 and then evolved in 2017 to include all first responders. Uh, but what that brought was a challenge to make sure that we had staff that uh, understood that, uh, that population. So we had to add a veteran, we had to add a police officer, we had to add family members too that were clinically experience to deal with that population. And like with talking with Ed, you know, uh, addiction and, and um, alcoholism, it crosses all boundaries. And it's a, a chronic relapsing disease. So we need to collaborate and talk. And there's not a program that is one size fits all. So that's why it's great to meet people like yourselves to meet the people in the trenches uh, that have experience that uh, don't pronounce their R's like <laughs> some people, no, no offense. <laughs> Good one. Hey, Dan, you know, uh, I'm yeah, listening to you. I'm listening to you and, and it's preaching to the choir. Um, I'm 10 years older than you. I've been in this business 10 years longer than you. You know what I mean? I started in, in 1980. Um, but there was never a program available. Um, there was one cop in Boston, his name was Eddie Donovan, and he kind of went public 
um, looking, you know, to, to help cops. But other than him, there was no one around. But I found a place down in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in 1987. And it was put on by the Chiefs of Police Convention. And, and it was about helping, you know, cops helping cops. So I went to it. And the rest is history. I got my master's in social work and I've been counseling and everything. But I've had a, one of my close friends was a firefighter and he was in this office that I'm sitting in now. And um, I've told the story before, but he left here on a Tuesday. He had been sober 30 days. He was getting back with his wife and children and everything was good. And Saturday, I went up to Maine to, a, to a, my family's beach house and I got a call that he had hung himself at the, uh, in the hose tower. Um, his brother, twin brothers, a firefighter, just retired a couple of years ago, but it was just horrific, you know, mm. and, you know, over the years, my police stations right next to the main police uh, fire department downtown and um, in Lowell and, and we got to know each other and we, jobs are so similar, but the personalities in the, in the same type A personality, spot on, you know, mm. spot on. You know, Dan, I like what you were talking about. Um, you know, obviously Massachusetts, Boston was the first first place to have a peer to peer uh, Boston Police Department. Um, firefighters didn't follow not too soon after that. And like you said, you, you were in Chicago. We had nothing. And then you you guys got this program built up. It's probably one of the top notch EAP programs that I've ever worked with is in, in you know, the Chicago firefighters EAP. Um, you know, Bunny and Frank and you, everybody over there, um, just just great, great people. But um, one thing that I know that you do over there is that when, you know, you're, you, you were blessed to be in a big, big fire department with a lot of people and, and, and doing things, you know, like kind of bigger than most places do. But I remember you always call me once in a while or, or, or running it by me or whatever, saying, I have so-and-so from a little fire department out West or up, you know, down South or whatever, you guys would go above and beyond. Right. And, and I still remember above and beyond helping those other fire departments, either volunteer or paid little fire departments, not just the Chicago fire departments that amazed me. And, and now I see it happening all the time, but I remember you doing that all those years ago when, when we met, you know, th th that's just how, how you, you operate, I guess. I mean, it's just amazing that, that you guys would do that. Well, I can offer you is I'm not sure if my predecessors did that and nothing against them. I'm not sure because uh, yeah. the one guy passed away and the other guy moved on. But I had an incident early in my career as the EAP coordinator. And, and it, it was the same thing with the, the Florian program where I started as firefighters and paramedics and then evolved to all uniformed service personnel as they have an idea. And then it either flourishes or it doesn't or you have to evolve. And I had an incident with a, a, a female paramedic who called me one time in 2003 and basically said, hey, uh, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, how did she get my information? Because it was, I thought, a more of a um administrative or it was a job related thing and mm -hmm. basically it came down to the fact that she got a, a off-duty dui and she said i don't know who to reach out to and i'm thinking right. to myself okay I, I should i help her or can i help her and the <laughs> bottom line was is that I, I realized after a couple of days that we had and, and granted this person was is or was with chicago i said we got to be able to help anybody that needs help. Mm -hmm. What I learned with the suicide aspect, and my, my father, unfortunately, was suicidal for many years. He had 
three very close, not actually attempts, but to the point where, uh, and, and I don't want to get too graphic, but he had the gun to his head. And I've had to have many conversations with him about that, which I am not an expert in, but I've done a lot of research in. But what I realized is, is that um, I don't want somebody like this woman or my father or anybody else that's contemplating bad stuff that includes suicide, sitting there by themselves, not knowing who to help when on their work days would help anybody. Mm. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. Yeah. And Guys, it's, real quick. Okay. Oh, I was just going to say it's more prevalent now and it's so good that a lot of departments, um, you know, small departments are starting to even feed into it, even districtly, you know, they'll, five small communities will get together and, and they'll have like a collaboration for EAP, which is good. I'm yeah. glad it started. No, I was just going to say, we're going to take a quick break here. Um, on the other side of the commercial, Dan, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Rosecrans and the Florian program and, and how all that's going. And, um, and, you know, Podfather and you guys have a lot in common with the EAP stuff. Maybe we'll get a little bit into that, some of the old days and, and just take it from there. But Podfather, want to take us out? Absolutely. Answering the call, the First Responders podcast, sponsored by FirstNet, built by AT&T. You're first. First to respond. First to put others' lives before your own. And in an emergency, you need a network that puts you first, that connects you to technology, to each other, and to other agencies. Built with and for first responders. FirstNet the only congressionally authorized wireless network for first responders. Because putting you first is our job. Since 1992, Genesis House has been helping real people heal from addiction on their private recovery campus in beautiful Palm Beach County, Florida. Their family-owned program is accredited by the Joint Commission and offers detox and dual diagnosis treatment in a comfortable and confidential setting. At Genesis House, they focus on treating the underlying causes of addiction. Their comprehensive approach includes psychiatric care, individual and small group therapy, trauma healing techniques, and holistic care including yoga, massage, and animal-assisted therapy. After treatment, their clients enjoy the lifelong support of a nationwide network of Genesis House alumni. Call Genesis House today at 1-800-737-0933 to speak with someone who understands. Visit them on the web at www.genesishouse.net. It's time to start your journey to a long and successful recovery. Hey everybody, welcome back. Answering the call, the First Responders Podcast. And I am the Podfather, Mike Miles, and I'm here with... Hey guys, Jersey Ed. Skylar, and it's noontime. There she is. It's not really yeah. noontime, but and we have <laughs> Dan DeGrace. Skylar at noontime. Yes, it's always, always noontime for Skylar. So. Right. Yep. And our and guest, Dan DeGrace here. Dan DeGrace. Um, yeah, he's from the Rosecrans Florian program and a retired um, Chicago Chicago firefighter. Chicago. Is, that, is that how you guys say that, that, that there? That's Chicago. town. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. My favorite they, song by Frank Sinatra. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I hate New York. I can't take it. <laughs> Easy over there. Well, the, the Yankees. Yankees. The Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get back into a couple things, Dan, I just want to um, just go over a few things. Um copline.org 1-800-COPLINE that's 800-267-5463 if if you're having any problems um, just give them a call copline.org or um, uh, 1-800-COPLINE that's uh, 
um, it's a great um, volunteer program. There's about a hundred different cops that are volunteers over there. Um, and Dan, you were talking a little bit about your dad, um, you know, kind of coming close a couple of times. And this cop line is just amazing um, what they can help out with and, and direct people like, you know, where your dad was at one time. So we don't have to go through that family members. And as um, you know, as human beings too, you guys see a lot um Podfather and you, you Dan, you guys seen a lot in in your line of duty. Shit that was stuff that we sorry, sorry guys, stuff that we should have never seen. You know what I mean? Never been seen and stuff that Skyler and I would never see. But um, so that's that's it. Copline.org, one eight hundred Copline. Also, FirstNet, built by AT and T guys. Um, Dan, I don't know if you had any experience with them or or if you know about them, but they're they're a wonderful sponsor of our show. And um, we found out a lot about them. It's amazing what they're doing. Have you have any experience with them? Well, we're well aware of them. I've, I've known them. I've been with AT&T for many years. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, they came out uh, and we certainly looked at it. And I know many of our members have AT&T personnel. Good, good, good. Excellent. Good Excellent. Stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah, good, good stuff. So um, we thank like you. That, um, we, like, we like that discount. <laughs> yes, yeah, right? you do. That's absolutely. Yeah. Right. I don't care if it's a dime. I'm, I'm saving. Right. That's right. I asked her. Quick story. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I asked her off the show. I was like, "Can I get a discount?" And she's like, "Nope, first responders only." I was like, "Darn!" <laughs> the woman who came on our show when they when they were just uh, taking us on. So several, <laughs> several years ago, several years ago, I heard that they were given um, a discount to veterans at um, Home Depot. So I was purchasing, you know. A lot of stuff. So I had my military ID from 1975, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I bring her with me. And you had to see the look on this kid's face when he's looking at looking at me. And he's looking at the card, you know. And I said, well, it's old, but I am a veteran, you know. And so I got the discount. But anything for a discount. <laughs> the kid probably wasn't even born in 1997. He probably. wasn't. There's no <laughs> way. No, <laughs> oh, God. Well, before the hey, break. We got a great we were- guest. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And, and the great, though, before the get the break, we were talking uh, about um, about things. I don't know because <laughs> I'm getting old and I can't remember. And if I asked the podfather, he probably doesn't know either. But oh, Skyler, do, do you know what we were talking about? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think it's awesome, you guys. You realize that you had to special like find staff that specialized in it. Like, I think that's so important because mm-hmm. honestly, like for me, my brother is a firefighter, so I, I can relate from a family member having a family member that goes goes and does that for a living but i don't know you know what i mean so um for me to help someone that's seen the things that you've seen like i it wouldn't really be helpful so it's so important that you know you guys did that and that you found like what you know the the staff you needed so absolutely i just think it's i just think it's important for me to say this you know you and ed um you guys are so important i mean we couldn't do anything without without either one of you and I've only known Skylar for a short time, but definitely uh, your, your energy and your personality is just through the roof. The fact that you're recovering and, and I mean, it, it, we're all blessed. But Eddie, I've known for a while and I've called him hundreds of times and never let me down. Always willing to help, even if you can't get him into Genesis, which is, you know, that's where I try to send everyone because of the great uh, results I have. Mm-hmm. He always, he, he, right to the end, he'll follow it through. And yep. Where do you find people like that? Now I'm listening to Dan, Dan DeGrace and, you know, he, he, he's talking about exactly what we're talking about, how people, you know, someone would call out an obscure person and you feel a need to help. You're not getting paid, you know, you're, you're taking time. What's more valuable than time? You're using mm-hmm. time. 
And it is important to us. I've done it many times. And, we, and I'm sure you've done it, Skylar, and I'm sure Eddie's done it too. We, we, mm -hmm. I think it's the recovery aspect of it. Yeah, absolutely. We know absolutely. there's no price to a life. No. You know what I mean? Like that, that's the reality of it. We know there's no price to life. Just like when Dan, every time went into a fire, that's what he, you know what I mean? It's like, right. I'm sure that's, there's no price. You go, you go to the bat for him, you right. know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's that's good heart. And Dan, you're doing that over in uh, Rosecrans, the Florian program too. And, uh, you know, I got a chance a couple of years ago to tour that and sit down with Dan and, and, and talk to his therapist and, and just really understand his program. Cause Dan and I do refer once in a while, not a lot, but once in a while we'll refer back and forth to each other for somebody I can't take or somebody he wants to get out of there or whatever the case may be um, into each other's first responders program. But tell us about the Florian program over there at, at, at Rosecrans. Yeah, well, we kind of talked about the suicide stuff and the peer support. And um, I had an idea of, as I talked to many of our members on the fire department. And I probably had three to 4,000 contacts over a 14 year period, which some people would be like, oh my gosh, but that's a good thing because hopefully that didn't lead to uh, somebody taking their life. And maybe we were able to intervene with them. I always believe that people don't know about you or us or anybody, how can they access us? But um, in regards to the program, uh, what was the initial thing was, is I had to realize why people would come and see me. And I asked that question all the time. I said, why'd you come and talk to me? And a hundred percent of the time was because it was a referral from somebody else. And they said that they trusted me. Mm -hmm. So I knew that the trust piece was the biggest thing. So um, one of the things that I've learned in the, in the fire service too, uh, and, and, and in general, family wise or, or socially is that even though I come from Chicago and we have 97 firehouses, if I walk into the firehouse because I have the patch, doesn't mean that somebody's going to trust me. Mm. So when we talk about treatment and treatment programs across the country, there's a lot of good names out there. Mm. Uh, obviously, Genesis being one of them, Rosecrans has been around for 104 years. Um, Crazy. So that doesn't happen by accident. So that, mm. there's a trust there, but it's does it does it is it a one size fits fits all? And you know that that's not the case. Oh. No. So when I had the idea of a first responder program, uh, I knew that <clears throat> I could create a curriculum and there's certain pieces that needed to be a part of it. And number one thing, honestly, had to be the fact that we had to provide peer support. Peer support's been around since the 1800s that started out in France. And then it, it was in 1900s by a couple of doctors that really infused it into a sane asylum so people would have a sense of understanding. For us as first responders, we take people to treatment centers. We don't go behind those doors. And if we do, we wanna get the hell out. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have to understand the fact that when people come into a treatment center, we're gonna look at how it looks, how it smells and how we feel as we walk in there. And if it's not good, we're, we're gonna be out of our skin. Mm -hmm. So um, that that is a big piece. And the fact that People in that same career, fire, police, military, corrections, dispatchers, nurses, EMS, have to be a part of the peer support and the clinical staff so that we can sit down and you don't have to explain to somebody what it's like to be shot at or what it's mm -hmm. like to be in a fire or run out of air or do CPR on somebody that's dead already. All those different things, and I won't get too graphic. But I can't even tell you the number of things. I mean, you what we watch TV all the time. You see the news. Anything that's probably happened, if somebody's been in 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 one of our careers, right. we've probably Done it. seen it or been in it 
at least once, if not multiple times. So the peer support, the staff, and then you got to create a curriculum. And I'll guarantee you that not everybody is fit to be into in necessarily, I wouldn't say fit, but wouldn't necessarily respond to every single program. Again, not one size fits all. So I try to share with people, we have a regimented program from 6.30 in the morning till 10.30 at night. And it's very structured. Many of the first responders respond really well to that. What I've learned is that when there's, uh, and, and, and I don't want to be negative to any program, but when you give us free time, that's usually when we get ourselves into trouble. Mm -hmm. Free time and self-care is important, but it's okay. also got to be somewhat structured. Mm -hmm. What okay. I find out from a lot of the pro people that come through our program, they weren't the ones that were drinking at the bar all the time, is the ones that they went home and drank themselves to, mm -hmm. to sleep or took the drugs or medication or whatever it was to get the thoughts to slow down, to get the, um, the visions to stop and to really kind of pass out and to numb yourself from the feelings and emotions. We develop a certain coping skill in our field. And that is really, and from a clinical standpoint is, it's called dissociative. And we're not, I'm not saying dissociative disorder, mm -hmm. right. but I could tell you the first time I did CPR in somebody, to the last time I did CPR was totally different yeah. because of my exposure to that. The first time that I was approached by a gang of people to the last time, uh, you could do all the scenarios you want until you're actually doing it. But what we ended up doing was dissociating really uh, human life uh, in, in reality uh, because we're so much exposed to injury and, and death. Mm -hmm. um, and that then what happens to us, and I'll be honest, for myself included, and my father as well, and probably any first responder that's out there, I don't care uh, what area, especially, I mean, we talk about coroners, we talk about um, uh, uh, lawyers too that investigate uh, violent crimes. Mm -hmm. um, we, we then unfortunately carry that back home and we don't transition very well back home. And so we have to have that discussion about, hey, self-care, yeah, but when you go from work, working 10, 12, 14, 16 hours, or 24, or 48, and then all of a sudden we, the society asks you to go back home and integrate back with your spouse and your kids, and then just be a human being, mm. a military person for nine-month deployment, uh, mm. getting shot at in Iraq or Afghanistan or, or wherever, and then go oh, go back and be a, a son, daughter, mm -hmm. uh, mother, father, or a spouse. And then go find a job too. Go go. Yeah. You're out of the military. Go find a job now. Right. Go go right. go away. Yeah, that that is tough, man. When you know, and we see a lot of the um, <clears throat> the uh, the mil it's a perfect point about what you're saying is the military. That's far extreme, though. Um, you know, they're out fighting and everything, and then they have to come back and go to Home Depot and work. I mean, come on. I mean, nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is that, you know, we need to integrate these guys and, and women back into life, you know, and, and definitely Rosecrans is one of the ways to do it. No doubt about it, if there's any problems, but you're right. Even the CPR stuff, the approach by gangs running into a fire and you need to debrief, you need to kind of get rid of all that and, and try to live a normal life, you know, and cause you can't just walk into that and say, honey, I'm home. Everything's great. And blah, blah, blah. And, you know, give her a big hug and kiss. Meanwhile, you know, you're, you just seen 
three dead babies and that's not how life goes you know what i mean and and programs like what, what you guys have and and programs like what you started with what, what you helped started with uh with um you know chicago firefighters is just amazing so yeah absolutely hey, i got a quick it sounds question like a lot of armor too like a lot of armor you got to wear and then come home mm. and take off it's heavy that sounds like so heavy you know and it's a lot to pr- process and i think it's awesome that people trust you because like I, that got me teared up i was crying because that's so important to us when we come in the room whether i'm a firefighter or not like trust i, I can someone mm. can trust you that's yeah. so big and then you know you go from being able to detach to like those people trusting you doesn't you know or dissociate you know and mm-hmm. but that people still trust you like that's a big deal that got me real cheered up because that's so important and we, we need to hear stuff like that so thank you yeah you know before i got my master's in social work um i was always as soon as i got sober as a cop i started helping people um without any degree i had a bachelor's in criminal justice but eventually i got my education and my certificates and licenses but jeffrey mitchell um I don't know if you remember him, Dan, at all. Jeffrey Mitchell, Pittsburgh Fire Department. Um, so Jeffrey Mitchell, um, PTSD was a big thing, kind of a new thing. And, and um, he came up and trained certain groups, which our group, Lowell Police, was one, on being a peer helper. Now they call it CISM, critical incident stress. You know, um, and you can train five, like I've trained correctional officers and it's really good. In other words, I see, I see help for people in our line of work, stepping up and going um, a little bit beyond than just, uh, we have an EAP, so let him handle, uh, let her handle everything. No, you need more than that. And so gradually this is in the 34 years I've been involved, I can see it growing in leaps and bounds, but so slow, you know, were you familiar with Jeffrey Mitchell at all during your time? Jeff was the pioneer. I mean, he he's the one that uh, put a spotlight on the fact that uh, cumulative exposure to events is going to have an effect on you. A simple thing is that if you go out and rake your lawn too long without gloves, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get a friggin' blister. Mm -hmm. And if you do it on a continuous basis, guess what? You're going to get a callus. he was the one that developed, uh, you know, the briefing and diffusings and discussed one on one and had that conversation. He, he's a pioneer. He's he's like, um, you know, Dr. Bob and, and AA and uh, these other people in regards to peer support that uh, you know I, I I won't name, but we didn't develop peer support. We didn't develop treatment. But just like the DSM, we're in our uh, fourth full revision and several different revisions because we continue to learn what we need to do for certain populations. And for our population, you can't do the same thing expecting a different result. You can't treat them the same way. Um, certainly self-help is important, AA, 12 steps, NA, uh, but you have to have somebody, I I've been to, thousands of hours of instructions and i'm not saying i'm I'm any better for that i am sure i'm not any better than anybody else but um i know the first thing that i do when i come in there is i eyeball the instructor Mm. that's what we do we're trained to do that uh when a clinician comes up to any of our personnel i tell them that (laughs) hey be aware that we are assessing you as much as you are assessing us (laughs) and with Jeff right. Mitchell, he started the conversation and provided a forum 
But I'll, I'll tell you this, I went to many different classes and I had a, a doctor that was talking about Mitchell's model. And the, the thing that, the bad press that Jeff got was the fact that I heard this doctor say, well, when I do the, 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 the briefing, I actually do some counseling or psychotherapy as well. Right. And I almost had a heart attack in the class right. and, I, and right. I want to get up, but I, I'm like, don't make a scene, Dan. <laughs> right, right. It, it, it's, it's like, right. again, with, I wasn't, I'm not an, uh, a police officer, but don't point a gun unless you're going to use it. Right. If you're going to use an ax, uh, use it a certain way. If you use a pipe pull, anyhow, he was not using it the right way. Right. And then he got some bad press with Jeff. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Um, but- yeah. Jeff Mitchell and Dr. James Reese from the FBI were two guys that I had an opportunity to meet and mm-hmm. to actually be tutored by. Um, Jeff Mitchell said something I'll never forget, and I've used it a thousand times. When I'm alone, I'm in bad company. Think of that. Mm-hmm. Well, what a great saying, you know? Yeah. yeah. Especially in early recovery. Dr. James Reese said something at a seminar. We had him as a speaker. And if you, if you Google Dr. James Reese, he just passed away last year, uh, 2019. He was uh, the head of, he was one of the first profilers at the FBI Academy, mm. Quantico, Virginia. And he said, when you leave, reach into a loaf of bread to make a sandwich, you always go to the middle to get the fresh bread, you know? He said, save that bread for the family. Take the crust. Mm. He said, they'll appreciate it more. Now, I'm a young guy listening to this guy talking. Then he went on and on about what he had seen. He was such a great inspiration about PTSD, addiction. Um, yeah, two of the greats. And I, I'm glad you got to speak about Jeffrey. Jeffrey yeah, Mitchell. absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to meet those guys in the BAU unit. I've been watching some criminal mind stuff and other stuff. Right, and right. Those guys were, again, pioneers. And mm-hmm. I got taught by a guy, Willie Ostegai from Boston Fire. Mm-hmm. Right. That hit 30, shit. Oops, sorry, 30 something <laughs> years. Sorry. Right. That, uh, you know, Willie is the pioneer. And some people look at me, obviously, at 56 and doing this for 34 years is that I'm the older guy. But what, what the legacy that I'd like to leave is, you know, create more, uh, more awareness, more education. Uh, everybody from Jersey is not going to come to Chicago and everybody from Chicago is not going to go to Jersey. And you know what I mean is mm-hmm. back uh, 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, there might've been a couple of programs specific to first responders. Now there's about 20, but I also tell people yeah. it's like going to McDonald's. Sometimes too many choices aren't the best and you got to yeah. do your own research. Uh, so that's why it's good to have this conversation. Yeah, Super. Yeah, you've been yeah, a great so when things were established and started, how long the program's been going. And like you said, all the different stuff you guys have done for your program, it just, you know, personalizes it and gives it that yeah, extra. Absolutely. Yeah. Dan, if um, we're going to close here in a, in a minute, but uh, can you give us some um, contact information for Rosecrans Symphorium program and, and maybe for you email? I don't know, however you want to do it, what, what, however you want to have somebody get in cut, contact with you. And I'm going to also put it in the show notes, um, you know, just because this show is sponsored by Genesis House and it's a we're, we work for Genesis House doesn't mean we don't work together. And and more more contacts that we can have out there, the, the more contacts that are, are are 
kind of vetted and we understand who, who, you know, the good ones out there, not that there's any bad ones, but I'm just saying is, you know, the ones that work well together. And that's one, this is what I've been waiting for to have you on this show for a while now. And, and uh, you know, so please uh, let us know how to get a hold of you. Somebody is, does want to come into treatment with you guys. Yeah. I mean, the simplest thing is going to rosecrans.org. Um, want to spell that? Yeah. R O S E C R A N C E dot org and that's our website if anybody you know you could it's funny i'll tell you real quick so my son was he's 25 now but he was a freshman in college it was one of those things he was talking to another guy and he said you were talking about dads and said you know my dad's bigger than yours your dad's I'm bigger you know he's my dad's bigger than yours my my dad's more important anyhow so it was funny and, and i'm not saying i am but uh he, he goes well my son goes why don't you just google my father and he Googled me and I didn't know this until he, right. and all this stuff came up and luckily most of the stuff was good. Yeah. But, <laughs> so I always tell people, Hey, if, you, if I don't have my number or my email, that's it. It's, it's a Google Dan the Grace and he'll pop up. Just, just push the bad stuff away. That's hilarious. <laughs> There's no bad yeah. stuff. There. That's pretty good though. So yeah. hey, you've been a great guest, Dan, honestly, um, you really put a smile on my face. It's, it's so good knowing, um, someone out there like you and i'm sure you help thousands of people oh yeah yeah absolutely well guys that brings us to the end of the show and Great again we like to, yeah we like to thank first uh first net sponsored by uh at&t built by at&t and um skylar thank you for for coming on with us and uh you know you just brighten up the show with our two ugly mugs here we, we bring <laughs> absolutely yeah, Dan, thanks absolutely. for your service and thanks for being trustable. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's awesome. Thank absolutely. you. Oh, you're welcome, Skylar. And uh, yeah, you know, thank you for inviting me. Uh, Podfather, yeah. what I what I ask you is maybe in your will, you could put in there that um, I, I'm not about monikers or names, but both the, the, the hat and the, the Podfather name. <laughs> You could, you could bequeath to me. I know Jersey Ed probably wants it. You no, I'm good with Jersey Ed. You can have the Podfather. <laughs> not, not too soon. <laughs> hey, Dan, I'm actually waiting for him to call me up and say, listen, I'm retiring from the show. Believe me, you're the next guy I'm calling about doing this show, all right? <laughs> We've known each other long enough to, to, to have you on this show uh -oh. with us. So. You got the boot already. I can't <laughs> no, 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 no. Podfather's going nowhere. Hey, Dan, you've been a great guest, and uh, I always tell eddie you always gets and, and it's true every guest is better than the last guest you uh <laughs> you put a song in my heart pal great job yeah yeah dan yeah, thank you thank so you. much yeah my pleasure Podfather, you want to take us out oh yeah great show eddie uh skylar great show um this was wonderful yep it's from the call the first responders podcast sponsored by first net built by at&t stay safe everybody, stay safe, everybody. Yep.